Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com American Glutton Podcast has a Patreon. Do you hate commercials? Well, we've got a Patreon. Do you want bonus episodes? That's on the Patreon. Do you want to hang out and chat in our Discord channel? That's part of the Patreon, too. We even have an option where you can leave me voicemails. All on the Patreon. So check it out today. Patreon.com slash American Glutton. We have a Patreon. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show... Please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. American Glutton is brought to you by Trifecta. Meal prep, knowing what's in everything you get at a restaurant or the store isn't always easy, but if you're trying to lose weight, it can literally make all the difference. Trifecta meal deliveries have made all the difference for me and freed up a massive amount of my time and energy that I can now put towards other things like playing with my kids, or time in the gym. Go to www.trifectanutrition.com slash American Glutton to make your life and physical goals a whole lot easier. My guest today is Neen Williams. Neen is a professional skateboarder, a certified kettlebell instructor, a chef, and has his own line of spices called Not A Damn Chance. Please enjoy our conversation. You can find Neen on Instagram at Neen Williams. Neen Williams, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to be here. Dude, I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like you are one of the most inspirational, amazing dudes on social media. And that's saying a lot. Like, there's a lot of inspirational dudes on social media. That's crazy, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I always look at what you're doing and wonder how 
I, I think about it in these terms, like you're a professional athlete. Did is is what you're doing the formula that got you there or is what you're doing the formula that keeps you there? It's basically what what keeps me there. You know, um, I found it out um, years ago, you know, how to keep my body together. And, you know, it just kind of kept me going. And how do you like with with a day where you go out skateboarding all day, how do you still have the energy to work out? Or are you working out on days that you're out skateboarding all day? Yeah, yeah. So days that I'm out skating all day, I definitely do still hit the gym later on at night, you know, just clock in at some days it'll be nine, 10, 11 at night. And, you know, I have to get my session in. That is so wild. I just basically, um, if it's like a leg day, I'll, just do leg day and I won't skate. Or sometimes if it's like a lighter leg day, I'll do that after I skate. But any upper body day, conditioning day, I could still skate during the day or after I have a session. And how much does how much does nutrition play a part of this? Because I feel like, listen, in, in fairness, everything you make and everything you post on Instagram makes my mouth salivate but some things definitely look more like that is um very nutritionally nutritionally specific and then there's other things where i'm like either this is a cheat day or really mean can do whatever the fuck mean wants to do i mean you know i track everything that i eat even when i'm eating like cheat day stuff um i kind of set it up to where i can take in a lot of uh calories later on for that meal um, just I eat less throughout the um, earlier parts of the day. But, yeah, I track everything I eat. Um, a lot of it is nutrition based, you know, just knowing what times to eat what, you know, I base a lot of my carb intake to be around my most active parts of the day. So if I'm skating all day, I'll have like a bunch of fruit, some veggies, you know, just stuff to keep me skating uh, give me energy. And then if I'm going to train at night, I'll make sure I save a chunk of carbs for like right before I train and a little bit for afterwards, you know? So it's definitely a lot of it is, um, you know, based on nutrition to like keep my energy levels up and to keep me performing right and recovering correctly, you know? Yeah. I, I, when I was, when I was a teenager and hanging out with skaters simply because I was hanging out with anyone. Now I just don't hang out with anyone really, but my wife. Um, Same here. <laughs> yeah, right. It's we're, we're, we're adults now, We you know, uh -huh. but like my perception of that as a culture or a subculture was very much like, fuck it. It's a little anarchistic. It's drinking 40s. It's hitting mm -hmm. the drive through. Now, to me, that's not really indicative of a healthy lifestyle. Was that what it was like for you coming up? Yeah, coming up, it was definitely like that. Just, you know, live for the day, fuck it, drink as you skate, drink all day, um, eat a pizza at night and continue to drink later and then like do it all over again the next day. So, yeah, we definitely grew up that way. Um, it took a while for me to realize that that wasn't the way to go about it, you know, because you kind of have a, a grace period where you can, you know, treat your body like shit and still be able to perform at a high level. 
and then it starts catching up to you. <laughs> right. And what was it that what was it just that like fatigue would set in or what was happening that you were that you made this change? Because like to me, you look like when I really pay attention to you, you look like a nutritionist. You look like you're you're you could be a, a trainer. I know you have an <laughs> app like I want to yeah, talk yeah. about your app. You have. Hell yeah spices for cooking to make which are all low calorie like i can put your spices on anything and it mm -hmm. helps so like all of that together is like the symbiotic force for like being able to basically i imagine do what you're doing forever yeah i mean that was the the whole goal you know um basically what happened the catalyst was i my hangovers got super long they went from one day to like four days you know, just partying and just treating my body like shit forever. Um, and then I ended up tearing my second ACL. Mm. And with the ACL surgeries, um, recovery is like nine to 12 months. And I heard somewhere that, you know, if I quit drinking for that amount of time, I'll actually heal better because your body only has one job to do. And that's heal your injury and not heal your body as well from all the alcohol and the junk that you're throwing into it. So, you know, after like putting down the booze, putting down the partying, I started getting into fitness because I would go to physical therapy for my knee to get it strong again and started like, oh, wow, there's like, like, it was like a new kind of vice that took over me because it was like, okay, like now I'm doing stuff for my body. I feel good. I feel great. And I was like, what else can I do? And then like the diet, the nutrition kicked into that. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, let me figure out more about what's going to give me energy. What's going to help me like prolong my career. Cause at the end of the day, um, my main goal was, you know, longevity to be able to do, the things that I love for as long as I can. And, you know, I just started to research, started to learn months past. And then I like started to pick up um, certifications like kettlebell training, steel mace, you know, I got hooked up with on it. I started like soaking in all this knowledge of just training and how I can have that longevity that I wanted so I could get back into skating and be the best that I could be. And um, I was 28 at the time. So I was like kind of on like the older side of skating. So I like really wanted to harness everything that I built, you know, cause with the drinking, the drugs, the alcohol, it's like I was throwing everything away that I like worked so hard to build. So I like wanted to catch myself and like really capitalize on what I was doing and what I love to do, you know? Yeah, the, 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 this like speaks to me on so many levels because I, I think it's just like how we perceive stuff and our perspective on stuff, but like, like certain habits which feel very difficult to break, if we like just view them from another angle, the amount of effort that goes into maintaining those habits is actually greater mm -hmm. than breaking it and creating a different habit. Like... I, I'm sober, so I completely relate to like having to get drugs and alcohol out of my life. But then mm -hmm. also like just like I want to eat junk food and and it's this like very simple thing like that that 
seems like not a big deal. I'm going to eat this junk food. But like, really, that's a cycle that that causes me pain in my knees, being mm-hmm. slower. And all of these things mount up to a net greater effort than just breaking the cycle of eating that junk food. For sure. Yeah, the inflammation, everything, you know, just all builds up and it takes a lot less effort to just switch it up, you know, clean things up and then you'll feel a million times better. So that was just kind of the start of all of this that I I do now that you see now, you know? Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. It's like you've got all the bases covered. Um, I love watching your food. I love your I love your spices. You're in with the the supplements. That's insane. Uh, When I first saw you with my spices, I was like, what? Like, what's Ethan doing with my spices? You know, it's so sick to see. And yeah, thank you so much for, you know, trying out my spice company and, you know, enjoying them, you know? Yeah, I mean, we should say not a damn chance. The spices, like, I eat largely the same stuff day in, day out. And then Mm -hmm. what will happen is, like, I'll be stuck on broccoli and eating broccoli until I literally can't eat broccoli anymore. And then I'll switch <laughs> oh, over yeah. to something else. And, and it's really boring, but like I, I'm, I'm very comfortable in a, in a set pattern or a set schedule until like it's untenable and I got to change it. And mm-hmm. the only thing that seems to change daily is how I flavor my food, whether it's like Asian spices one day, if I want it spicy, if I want just salt, something like that. And so you have this whole line of stuff, which I which I love and is very, very helpful. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, I created them after I had that little catalyst, that little switch up. Um, My wife, she was, you know, telling me like because I cooked all my life, you know, and I just always would combine a bunch of different spices together to make my own rubs. And I would make little YouTube videos and put them out. And, you know, I put out one that was like the best chicken you've ever tasted. Right. And people were watching it and they were like doing my recipe. And they're like, wow, this is the best chicken I've ever tasted, you know. And my wife is like, yeah, you should make spice rubs instead of like, you know, putting out all your recipes and stuff, just make some rubs, package them, make it easier for people to eat healthy. And, you know, at the time I was doing um, kind of like a, my friend, he's a bodybuilder, professional bodybuilder. So he put me on like a bodybuilder's diet to like get like really shredded and stuff. So I was eating a bunch of chicken and broccoli and <laughs> avocado and some salmon and white fish. And, you know, it just gets boring, just like yeah. what you were saying, you know, <laughs> if you do it for a couple couple months straight, you're like, oh, my God, this is so boring. So I started making these little rubs to kind of switch up the plate, the flavor profile. And then Jess, my wife was like, yeah, let's let's package them and do it. So we went to YouTube, figured out how to make a business, a company and, you know, called manufacturers and just kind of we like won it like and we talked to a bunch of people and figured it out found a good manufacturer and started packaging them i made all the labels and stuff just drew them up and um made my own recipes and yeah just started selling them and people were stoked on them you know i i love them i put um the og beef on on all kinds of stuff i put the og chicken on all kinds of stuff and and I eat a lot of chicken breasts and just to be able to have it like 
have the flavor of it radically shift from from what it is uh, to something that seems like, uh, you know, almost a cheat. It feels like, a, you know, Dave's hot chicken or something like that. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like it's exactly the same uh, nutritional count. It's just got flavor. Yeah, just, you know, spices and rubs um, don't really have any calories. So it's like you can always season something up, especially if you're like tracking your calories and you want to hit a certain macronutrient goal. It's like just flavor it up. It doesn't have to be bland, like healthy food doesn't have to be bland and boring, you know. And and tell me about your app. How did this come about? So my app um, it's on ladder. It's our program's called Training Day. So me and a buddy got together. He's actually, so he was my trainer for a few years. His name's Rain Nell. And um, we got together and created our own athletic training program, which is available for everybody. And it's the same exact stuff that I do to keep me in shape for skateboarding. And um, our whole goal is like longevity, to enhance your performance, you know, and you can build muscle on it. You could shred on it. It's like, it's all based on proven principles to drive progress. So it's like super, it's super sick. You know, it's like, keeps it interesting. We always switch things up to like, just keep you on your toes. We like to finish off with like Metcons and little burners so you could get sweaty and like, get that epoch effect going so you start shredding more throughout the day and everything so it's it's really fun it's been it's been great it's like the first time i really um kind of coached people but since i have him he's been doing it for like 15 plus years you know so it's like me and him together he kind of has guided me and like he teaches me stuff sends me articles and books to read all the time and then I um, have my certifications and everything and everything that I do. So I like to do a lot of the sessions first before I give them to my team. So I put myself through the ringer and I'm like, OK, this is a good one. You know, <laughs> and, and like I'm kind of like I'm like the uh, I'm basically like the guinea pig, you know, and it's like if it works for me, like it's definitely going to work for some people out there, you know, it's not going to work for everybody, but it's going to work for some people. So I'll put myself through the sessions and then I'll make them for everybody. And it's, it's been super sick, man. It's, uh, you know, coming from a skateboarder background and like being like, it's kind of like the same as your background. It's like, we're like in the entertainment, you know, it's like jump, jump, you know, jump down bigger stairs, like do this. Yeah. So like coming from that, kind of background and then going into like more of a, like I'm helping, I'm putting something out and I'm seeing people's like physique change, seeing them change like physically and mentally. It's like really rewarding to me, you know, it's like very, um, it just feels good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was so, um, I don't know if I was nervous about, talking about weight loss and health and fitness and stuff for for the longest time and i guess there were a a multitude of reasons there really one is like if if i felt like if i started to talk about it and then i had some kind of a setback 
it would be really embarrassing, you know, like, God forbid, I start to talk about weight loss, and then I gain weight, and then I'm mortified. And then there is also that idea of like, you know, I want to be right, I want to be I want to be uh, sharing stuff that is correct. And, mm -hmm. and, and at the, and at the same time, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I think there is nothing that is correct for everyone. Like it's, yeah. I don't think anything is going to work for everyone. There's going to be outliers and anomalies, even, um, science accounts for like statistical anomalies, right? Science is usually the preponderance of evidence. And, and so, uh, but then when I started talking about it, like just, just hearing, from people like this is helpful hearing mm -hmm. you talk about that is helpful or sharing what you did is helpful it's the best feeling exactly and it's like if you can help one person out of a hundred a thousand people like that's so much more meaningful than not doing anything at all or like not opening your mouth you know so it's like it's good to just put it out there, put your knowledge out there, share what you have found out, what you've known and, you know, like see if it helps anybody, you know, is there stuff that you still struggle with? Um, as, as for like advice or anything like that? Yeah. Or like dietary or getting your workouts. Is it ever, you know, cause you're, you're like out being a professional athlete and then still having to train. And I think about like, the I guess pro athletes like football players must be training in the off season and oh yeah well, that's got to be a thing but like I can't imagine a football player playing a football game and then going to train yeah I mean I don't really like in the beginning I struggled with stuff um and that was just me kind of figuring out what worked because skateboarding never no one ever trained in skateboarding really and no one ever really promoted training in skateboarding so i was kind of like one of the first to actually actually train you know and still skateboard at the same time so i had to kind of put myself through a bunch of things to figure out what worked best what um allowed me to have the most energy what you know um didn't make me super sore and destroyed so i couldn't do my job and perform on my skateboard so i kind of just went through each phase i would try each thing out for a few months at a time until i figured out what worked um so like first phase obviously i did the physical therapy that was cool for healing my injuries um, second phase, I kind of fell into like a bodybuilder phase for a little bit. That was cool, but you're taking a lot of stuff to failure. And what ends up happening is you end up being super sore. So it's like kind of hard to skate if you're super sore, you know? And then the last phase was when I met my friend Rain and he started training me. He started training me more like an athlete. So more like a football player would train, you know? So we're working on like strength movements we're working and we're pairing that up with like explosive movements. So like plyometrics and stuff. So I'll do like three deadlifts and then I'll like do some band assisted jumps and try to jump through the ceiling, jump as high as I can, you know, I'll sprint as fast as I can. So you're, you're strengthening both type one and type two muscle fibers. 
So it's keeping you like fast and explosive and like dangerous and not so much of like just building muscle for show, you know? So like the muscle you build is from like default from all the heavy lifts, but it's like functional muscle, you know, like real world strength, you know? So I figured that out. And then basically once I figured that out, I had to prioritize what days I wanted to skate the best on, you know? So basically Saturday and Sunday are my main two days that, um, you know, we film all day. That's like the good days because things are closed, business are closed. Like I'm, I'm a street skater. So I skate like the handrails in front of businesses, the stairs, all that stuff. So I don't want to get kicked out by like people working or disrupt the people working or anything. So I wait for the weekend when they're not at work. So those are my two main days. So basically my hardest sessions are at the beginning of the week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are my hardest sessions. Then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they're like more mellow. Like they start capping off so that I'm at 100% for Saturday and Sunday to skate. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And then during the week, I just kind of like skate parks and stuff. I practice kind of what I want to do on the weekend. So I don't need to be completely 100%. It's just kind of like practicing, working on tricks, and then get them ready for the weekend so I could film them because that's what counts, you know? Yeah. It, it, it does occur to me that like any other sport, that I can think of right now. And, and I, you know, I'm not super versed in sports or anything like that, but any other sport I think about, like a little kid starts off playing a sport in school or, or as a, 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 a like a pa off school pastime or something. And obviously you're not, nobody's going like, well, little kids need to run wind sprints and stuff like that. They just are playing for fun. Yeah. But then, like, once you get to, like, junior high, high school level, even if you're doing something 
at all seriously, there there tends to be some kind of supplementary training for it, but not skateboarding. What yeah. do, do you think? Like, I mean, like seriously, what you're doing could utterly change the way skateboarding is, and you could see, like, I mean, even little kids that play golf are going to have some kind of training outside of golf if they're serious about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, the whole idea is just to prolong everyone's career, you know, and help them, you know, do the things that they love for as long as they can. It's crazy that no one was ever really on it with skateboarding. But nowadays, like I started this maybe eight, nine years ago. Nowadays, you could see it like people are training, you know, and they may they may not like be posting it like me all over, like in your face, but but like they're doing it and. I get hit up by a lot of pro skateboarders all the time, just like, and even just like normal people trying to make it to become pro hit me up with questions and like what they should be doing and, you know, how they should go about doing it. And like, why am I so sore? I'm like, well, let me explain something to you. There's a difference here. Like, this is what you kind of want to be doing or basing your program, your programming uh, off of and, you know, Basically. So, yeah, I mean, you could see the change happening, you know? Yeah. I think it's it'll be very beneficial, like in the years to come. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a grueling sport. There's a lot of falling down and Mm -hmm. that's maybe not what what we tend to see in magazines or videos. But that is a part of it for sure. Like Mm -hmm. nobody is just never falling down. Right. Yeah. I, I always say it's like. 80 90 percent you're falling (laughs) like only like 10 or 20 percent you're actually landing stuff you know i mean and so like uh coming from like a lot of velocity (laughs) a lot of motion a lot of forward momentum bam you're hitting the ground over and over again like that's that's a hard sport that's not just Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm shocked that there isn't some huge like business around training people for this because you know skateboarding is massive a lot of people skateboard and and it's a big industry it's a mm-hmm. multi multi billion dollar industry so like i really yeah. feel like you could change the the scope of it and and like all the pro skateboarders that i knew as a kid were always plagued with ankle stuff and knee stuff and and like i just you know i don't know that most of them were rehabbing that in in a very smart way yeah a lot of the times we would just you know twist an ankle and then just be like well put it on ice for like two days and then we're just right back outside right it still hurts it's like well it doesn't hurt doing this trick so i'll do this trick and you're just kind of destroying the tendons in there and just keeping them nice and loose. And, you know, yeah. I mean, prone for another injury later on down the line, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much preventative um, movements you can do, strengthening you can do, strengthening like stabilizers and stuff like around your knee so you could avoid, you know, any ligament tears and any like knee problems, spine problems, you know, there's just so much you can do to avoid a lot of the injuries that we deal with in skateboarding, you know? Is there, is there something to, uh, nutrition? Nutrition's got to play a part in that. Like I know for, um, 
for weight loss, I think nutrition is the most important, but do you consider that to be a big factor in longevity for skateboarding? For sure. I mean, knowing what you're eating obviously is going to always help you kind of continue on with the longevity in the things that you love to do. I mean, if you eat like, if you eat trash all day, you know, that's only going to last for so long. And then you're going to feel like sluggish, you know, physically you're going to probably be heavier and it's just going to be harder to do the tricks that you want to do, you know, and continue going on with skateboarding. I, I personally, I, I'm pretty crazy with my nutrition, you know, even though I know you, you see, I do have my cheat meals and stuff, but I feel like the difference with my cheat meals, a lot of them are home cooked, you know, so I know what's going inside of them. And then I'm also like planning for them as well, you know. Um, I am so I, weary of eating at restaurants, dude, just because, yeah. like, the, the, <laughs> I, you know, I like to cook, too. And, mm -hmm. you know, when something has like a burst of flavor or a burst of like, I need more of this. There's mm -hmm. there's extra sugar or fat or they're sneaking something in there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, because you cook something at home and I'm not even I'm a decent cook. And I'm just like, this is really good. But, you know, the steakhouse does it better. And maybe they have fattier pieces of meat or they're But then, you know, like Peter Luger's this great steakhouse. You've come to find out like, no, the shit they pour on it as at the end is lard. Lard is delicious. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yes. they cook up some lard and salt and throw that on the steak and it's fucking delicious. But like, I don't want to eat lard. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, a lot of like low calorie or not low, low carb eating is the best for me. Um, just for pain. You know, I, I have a lot of wear and tear from years of falling on my skateboard and getting injuries so the lower my carbs are like kind of moderate fat the better i feel the better yeah. i perform you know yeah I, I i i know exactly what you're saying i find if i eat my carbs before and after a really strenuous session in the gym i'm fine mm -hmm. i'm totally yeah. fine if I eat carbs late in the day, I get a hangover. It's really, really weird. Like if I <laughs> you go get to all sleep, slow and tired. Yeah, dude. And and like even if I, I I've done it, I've I've like just gamed it out and gone like, okay, how many carbs am I gonna eat today? All right, hundred grams of carbs total for the day. Fine. That's actually pretty low. Maybe it was like one fifty. I'm gonna mm. save them for the end of the day and eat them all in like even low cal um ice cream like low fat ice cream but it's still got a bunch of carbs like 60 grams of carbs per pint yeah and i polished that off and i'm like i'm good my calories were right my fats were right my proteins right and i even met my carbs and i, I wake up and i feel like i got run over by a truck and i've done it a few <laughs> times and i'll still go back and do it but i feel like garbage the next day yeah it could be the sugars in there you know yeah. i don't know what kind of sugars are in there you know probably just poison i don't know <laughs> not, something not good but again like i've done it with um just straight up sugar too if i'm in the gym exercising and i have some sugar straight up like fructose or you know or or sucrose or whatever it is mm -hmm. i'm okay but if i do it and I'm just sitting watching TV. It's a disaster. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the chemical compounds of that, it, it works so perfectly for when you're in a strenuous workout or a strenuous skate session. Um, that stuff goes into like your um, your muscles and helps like replenish the glycogen and stuff. So you get more energy. But yeah, if you're just sitting there, it's just it's like it's a death wish. Basically, it's like and now you're sleeping. You know? Yeah. <laughs> How did you start cooking? Um, so I'm from Chicago, um, half the year, super hot. The other half of the year, it's like insanely cold. So you end up just like kind of sitting at home a lot of the time and you don't want to go outside. So you just cook everything, you know, um, my mom, there's four of us and we were raised by like a single mom. So she just kind of cooked us every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I kind of picked it up from her at first and then learned from friends as I grew up and then also was fortunate enough to have a few like super gnarly chef friends that have taught me a bunch of stuff too, like little fine details and, you know, just trial and error throughout my life. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, it kind of gives me that same therapeutic feeling that like training gives me that skating gives me it's like everything tunes out and then i'm just focused on making this dish making the flavors correct you know mixing this in with that in and like i want to serve my food at the right temperature get it all done at the right time and then serve my wife and my friends and i want to see their enjoyment when they taste it and be like this is perfect or whatever, you know, like don't, don't need to add any more salt to it or any, like, it's just, there it is, you know? So it's always kind of like a little, it's like a challenge to get it perfect every time, you know? Yeah. It is the most, like, as an artist, the most immediately gratifying piece of artwork. Cause like, like y you do a skate video and like you and the filmer and whoever was there, knows what you did and so mm -hmm. you have that acknowledgement but really it's for a broader public and so there's a, a, a delay like right mm -hmm. you got to edit it you got to send it out and then you got to wait for people to see it oh yeah food is like i made it and you know unless you're making something that you got to refrigerate for a day or something like that you yeah. make it you serve it and you like get to experience them enjoying it mm-hmm yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. I see you all the time cooking up some really good tasting food. I need to try some of your meals. I well, I want to. I, I I really do. You know, listen. I have four kids and a wife and, mm -hmm. and a granddaughter now, but the granddaughter doesn't actually eat food yet. She's she's still drinking milk. But um, still a baby. Yeah, I I want to do some. Yeah, I, I I I'm slightly torn because I feel like um. The only real reason I'm on social media is to go like, hey, I accomplished something after failing at trying to accomplish it for 20 years and and I'm maintaining it, which I think is even more of a challenge. Um, and so here's ideas on and maybe they'll help somebody. That's I love it. that. Yeah, you're crushing it, man. I but love like, it. In fairness, I'd rather, you know, bake a loaf of bread and make a cassoulet and, you know, do something <laughs> yeah. like that and, and, and like pour oil and butter on everything. And, like I enjoy serving that to people more 
Yeah. The, the majority of the food that I make and I do videos of, my kids aren't going to eat that. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. They're, they're going to go like, what the hell is this? Um, but that that's what keeps you together. Yeah. Right? And keeps everything where you want it to be. And yeah. I like that. You know, you can, you can see that. And, you know, that means more to me than watching you make a loaf of bread and pouring olive oil all over it. You know, right. I want to see like what you eat and how how what you eat, you know, gets you to your goal. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's really awesome to see. Yeah. Thank you. I, 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 uh, I, I watched you. What did you, you made um, the tacos that are, were originally inspired by the Lebanese or the Lebanese went to Mexico. You know what I mean? All I, the El Pastor. El yeah. Pastor. Dude, yeah. you made El Pastor tacos. And I was like, holy shit, it's possible <laughs> to do this at home. Like I, that's yeah, something yeah. I always thought of, like, you have to have the thing that spins and all of that. Mm-hmm. But you made them at home. And I was just, like, blown away by that. Thanks, man. Yeah, there's so many different, like, when I moved out to Texas, there was, like, so many different dishes that I've always wanted to make. But I couldn't make them in my little small apartment in L.A. But now that I have, like, this land, I'm able to, like, do whatever I want to do. Yeah. So I started building all types of structures and I have like a, a three and a half foot pit in my backyard that's like lined with fire bricks. So I could do like the barbacoa under the ground. I bury it, like bury it with soil and stuff and then let it cook overnight. I wake up and like open it up and it's just like fall apart beef. It's, oh it's so good. But there's so many little random things just from watching like so many like food shows and YouTube videos and cultured videos. I'm just like. I'm like, I want to make that, but I want to make it how they make it. You know, I don't want to make it like I don't want to make it in the oven or some recipe I could find online. Like I want to make it like really traditional, just dig a hole, throw the meat in the hole, bury it. And then like, (laughs) hopefully it comes out in the morning. You know, (laughs) that's the way to do it. I ate um, I was in the Wadi Rum Desert in the I think it was Jordan. And and these dudes, we were out in the desert with them all day and they just dropped a lamb in a hole with like hot rocks and covered it with sand. And the next day we had like the greatest meal of my life. Dude, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, (laughs) That stuff like um, motivates me, you know, and I'm like super curious and I like always that stuff just looks so good to me, you know, it's just like. Yeah, cooked by Mother Earth. You know, yeah. it's just like salt. Like, they don't go too crazy with it. A little bit of pepper, some salt. Boom, you know. Well, I also like the idea that, like... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Food like that, that would I mean, I, I I don't even think a bunch of lamb meat is a cheat meal, but like there's something about the amount of effort that's put into it where it's like mm-hmm. my downfall isn't spending a day making a meal that's like roasted lamb and potatoes and, and flatbread. That's not my downfall. My downfall is McDonald's and Wendy's, you know, yeah, I mean? like, the, the accessible stuff that's just right there. Yeah. I'll get more calories in 10 minutes at Wendy's and have put in zero physical effort versus like bearing an animal with hot stones and then eating to my heart's content with a bunch of even bread. It's Mm -hmm. like it's just not the trade off is inconsequential. Yeah, I think it's like the accessibility of like all the fast food restaurants and the junk food that's around. Whereas like, if you were to dig a hole, it's like you're burning calories, digging that hole, you know, you're burning calories, um, butchering the lamb, you know, (laughs) then you got to like get all the coals going and the rocks hot. So you're sweating, you're out there in the sun, you're lifting a 80 pound animal, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I feel like there's a lot more work involved with that. So it like, it's kind of rewarding at yeah. the end instead of just driving up to a drive through window and just grabbing stuff. And yeah, know. the drive through, you know, it's one of these bizarre things that I think about sometimes, like the amount of time I imagine that human beings or mankind went like very close to famine, like right on the edge mm-hmm. of famine. And then even today, like there would really be zero famine except for weird like political things and like you know countries actually blockading other countries from receiving food like that's really the only reason there's famine today because there is an abundance of food so we got so good like because we spent a millennia starving to death basically or on the verge of starving to death that we're like this can't happen anymore and now we just have like Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can get calories for a week in an hour at a drive through. You've <laughs> had to do no effort and like they're available to everyone. Everyone yeah. can eat this way. And for some, it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. It's this weird thing. Like we were it's better, I guess, for most people, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I mean. It, it's hard, you know, it's definitely hard. It's like a hard subject, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just the accessibility of all of it and just not, cause back in the day, it's like, you kind of had to struggle to get food. You know, you had to go hunt it. You had to go, you know, some days you went without food. Some days you only had a couple berries, you know? And right. um, basically now it's just with the, the, 
just the accessibility of it all. It just, you know, it's hard to like contain yourself. And that was like something that I learned later on in life was just moderation is the key, you know? Yeah. Moderation with health, moderation with junk food, moderation with everything, like knowing how to control yourself and not jump for every, um, every chance you get, you know? Yeah. And, and well, that's what I respect the most about you is like, you're being responsible for every aspect of your life in that way, which is really impressive. And I don't think, I don't think it's necessary. Like I'm not putting some moral thing, like everybody should be that way, but in a, in a time where kind of, everything is kind of taken care of for us. Like we're outsourcing security. We're outsourcing food on, on such a, a grand scale to see a guy who's going like, no, I need to figure out how to do all this within a universe that it's, that that is not really a consideration, right? Like, mm -hmm. You want to play football. You have a very short time frame, and you're training your ass off and you're hyper concentrated on nutrition. But mm -hmm. I don't see that in skateboarding. And I wonder, like, why? Maybe it's because it's not, like, organized into leagues. It's all just individuals. So it really is up to the individuals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the people that are higher up, like Olympians and stuff like that, they have, like, trainers and stuff through endorsements and stuff. So they have it going. But everyone else, that's kind of just because a street skater is more of, like, a, a street artist. You know, we work on our own kind of time. Um, we have our sponsors, we have our endorsements, but it's kind of like, we don't have to talk to anybody. We just kind of go out and do our thing and we perform our art and we, we, um, we give it at the end of the month, at the end of every two months, like here's, here's what we have, you know? And like, um, so it's, it's not uh, like unified with, like everyone should be taking care of yourself because it's just like you're a street artist, you know? So right. it's kind of if you find the way and understand that you want to continue doing what you do for a longer period of time, then, you know, you have to figure out what's going to be the best for you. Yeah. Amazing. Mean, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And now for the Q&A. Today's question is from Greg. Hi, Greg. He says, hey, Ethan and Paige, over two years from 2020 to 2022, I lost about 70 kilos. Whoa, that's a many, lot of pounds. How many pounds is that? I'm asking you. Times 2.2. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Okay. He says, I can say with absolute certainty that finding this podcast at the start of 2020 is how I gained the knowledge and power and strength to believe in myself to do this. Oh, that's awesome. That's very nice, Greg. Thank you. He says, so thank you. All of your guests, thank you over the past two years. I'm six weeks post extended tummy tuck, mom lift, abdominal reconstruction, and did you say, I think mom, no, sorry, M-O-N-S lift. Am I reading that right? Mo, is that, a, is that, I'm sorry, I'm asking you, but it says mom's lift. I'm not right. sure what that is, but, but okay. I, I, I imagine he had a good deal of loose skin removed. Yeah, got it. Okay. Um, abdominal reconstruction and 
vassar liposuction surgery that I had in Thailand. I was told I need to not do any exercise or gym, no yoga for six to eight weeks and was not allowed to lift over 2.5 kilograms for that time. I'm now getting back into it and I need to ease in. My question is, what would you recommend to do to get back into it and stop feeling like a lazy person? I want to push myself. At the same time, I know if I overdo it, I could end up in a world of injury and pain. Any advice would be appreciated. Yeah. Okay. So I am a person who didn't, was not super diligent with those instructions and it was catastrophically disastrous. So my advice would be make a plan that is the most limited and cut it in half and really, really take seriously the fact that you've been cut basically in half. Um, all kinds of stuff internally has been moved around because that's what um, abdominal reconstruction is. You know, as we uh, grow in girth, the fat kind of pulls our abs apart. And when we lose weight, they don't just magically go back together. They're kind of floating around. So when you have skin removed, they literally sew those muscles back in place or move them around, right? It's a crazy thing. And so any um, uh, effort that is too much can, can just really bust you up. Not, not only just where you were cut, but other stuff is happening in there. Um, So, you know, start with walks really don't i just don't i I can't emphasize enough um how gently i would suggest going back into exercise um yeah and i I, I really really can't yeah i know from your experience and just i mean i yeah you just don't want to you never want to push yourself too hard after something like that so major yeah. Also, because I had all this anxiety about needing to move and 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 what it ultimately led to was not just like a doubling of my recovery, but it was compounding to my recovery. So I went from six weeks until you can start light exercise to six months of recovery that that were just, uh, you know, it was such a catastrophic disaster for me that the whole thing um, really makes me um, not like skin reduction surgery. However, I don't think that happens to most people. I don't, and I think most people take these uh, instructions seriously and have a little bit more mental fortitude to to comply with them than I did. And and I suppose I'd probably be, I think I'd, you know, having gone through that, I would be okay today if I did something like that. But, um, you can fuck your body up really easily, uh, in that state. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. it. It's not worth it. You know? Right. Well, that's, and that's the key. It's not worth it because you might feel like you can, you're just like you're just explaining you're, you you could do more damage and prolong how long it is to get back to doing it. Obviously, 
he wants to do it. He wants to exercise. I mean, just from the way he describes it and I get that, but like, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. I think, um, every doctor I've ever spoken to, uh, has emphasized protein for post-surgery surgery. So make sure like, I think you make sure your, your diet is correct. You know, if you're just eating potato chips, Mm -hmm. that's a really bad idea. Um, and then allow yourself to heal and do it very gradually as you come back into exercise. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for that question. And if you have a question that you would like answered on this podcast, please email it to us at AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>